church discipline. This has been something that's been really interesting because you know a lot of churches don't even well. So to be honest, I'm I'm no scholar on this topic in any way at all. Um, <laughs> but at least the churches that have been grow up in a lot of churches in my area, at least like you know, there's there's this idea of like okay, you know. The first step is to start privately and informally. Jesus tells it to do it this way. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Then the next step, if that doesn't work, if the first conversation goes poorly and you remain convinced your friend is sinning, then you might follow up with him another conversation or two. Yet, soon enough, you'll need to take the matter to step two. Jesus set it up this way. If he does not listen, take one or two along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And then step three, if it's not resolved, Jesus explains, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. The article reads, a clear biblical example of this relationship between leaders and the congregation occurs in 1 Corinthians 5. Paul raises the subject, a church member is sleeping with his father's wife. He tells the church to remove him after declaring that he has already passed judgment on the man himself. Then finally, this brings us to step four. Once the church has been given sufficient time to pray for an individual and encourage him or her to repentant, the church leader should raise the matter again. Assuming Joe has not repented and continued his lying, the elders must play the part of Paul, expressing their judgment and calling upon the church to make it the same. He says, in my own congregation, that sounds like this. The elders recommend that the congregation remove Joe from membership for unrepentant lying as an act of discipline. This comes as a motion from the elders. If the vote passes, usually two-thirds or three-fourths is required, but church constitutions vary. The church will treat the person as an outsider. Jesus says, if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. I, that seems very similar to, I don't know if that actually happened in any of the scenarios of your research, but mm -hmm. what are your yeah. thoughts on from a, from a counseling perspective of like, is there a good and a bad way to do that? Uh, I mean, it seems like there could be a, an endless amount of terrible ways to do that and that could end terribly. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> yes, there are an endless amount of terrible ways to do that. And <laughs> yes, it has shown up in many clients in my office through the years and in some of the participants in my study, you know, talked about meetings being had about them behind their backs. Um, the the church systems being, and when I talk about that second category of abuse that um, these systems being told to what we call break fellowship with them. I had, I've had people describe yeah. people who see them in public and turn around and walk away, you know, people they've grown up with and known their whole life. And now all of a sudden mm -hmm. they will not talk to them. Um, I consider that religious abuse, certainly religious harm. Um, so church discipline is an interesting kind of theological concept. And <laughs> certainly every, Every denomination, every church has different ways that they go about it, if they go about it at all. There are many churches that don't have formal kinds of disciplinary processes mm -hmm. as well. But um, what I would say is if the church or even a religious leader has decided that someone is wrong or messing up and that they feel like they need to confront them, I would just take mm -hmm. a minute and really explore some motivations, like what what's going on? Like, why is this a big deal? Why are we feeling the need to, to discipline this person? Um, and is it about power and control? Is it about um, feeling like we're going to lose some control if we don't do this? Um, or is it that we 
see someone in pain and we want to help someone in pain. And, and it might be both of those. But I think some of the work of the community of the church is to be a place, be a sanctuary, be that place that it's supposed to be, um, that where people can be vulnerable, where people can come in their pain and their struggles and be honest about it and receive support and not shame and not punishment. Um, and I just, I just think of Jesus eating with sinners, you know, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't, um, he didn't go out and, 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 impose church discipline on people. He sat down and had a meal and, you know, said, let's have a relationship and talk about things. And so, so shame is very rarely a motivator. Um, and, um, expulsion from a system while it can create a lot of trauma is not something that usually makes people change their minds about that kind of thing. So, so that's a little bit, but certainly the effects of it, of, someone experiencing expulsion from a system that they grew up in, that was their village, that was all that they knew, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it is often experienced as very, very harmful and doesn't convey a loving God that wants a relationship with them usually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think about the dynamic that I use often with my students when I have a student who's struggling with something or who maybe has an ethics issue that I feel like I need to, to address and I have a meeting with them, the first thing I'm going to say is, what's going on? You know, help me understand this. So to come with that kind of, um, as Ted Lasso says, and I believe he was quoting Walt Whitman, kind of be curious, not judgmental. So, you know, if you're going to someone and say, it looks like you're struggling, what's going on? How can we support you? How can we help you? That's so much more um I believe Christ-like, but certainly a better experience for someone than coming in with someone pointing their finger saying, you know, you're messing up and you got to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting because there's two sides to it. It's like, I know I'm, some people will say, I know I'm messing up and I just can't help it or, or I struggle with it or whatever. And there's another side of it's like, uh, I, you know, I just completely don't think it's wrong. And the, I don't know if, if both side, both situations, if you say, hey, you're doing something wrong, I don't think that solves either side of those situations. Um. <laughs> and, and that would come back to, I think, again, those issues of power and control of, I would rather have someone, I would rather say, okay, then we have different thoughts on that. And let's continue to figure out how we can be in community together, rather than to try to impose what I think is um, the better interpretation of something around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, about trusting people. It's about trusting God to work in people and about trusting people hmm. to deal with stuff on their own as well. Hmm. Interesting. So why, why do you think that, I mean, from your perspective, why do you think that, um, I don't know, just showing people, you know, what the Bible says and, and those situations of like, you know, uh, church uh, discipline and all that, why, from your perspective, why is that not very helpful? Or why is kicking people out basically, you know, not very helpful from your idea? Well, I'm, I'm coming from the perspective of often being the counselor for that person that's been kicked out, you know, or <laughs> yeah. being the person who's 
had scriptures weaponized against them or mm-hmm. kind of theology in the Bible really used against them as a weapon as opposed to as a as a way to to heal and so um so i think a lot of that comes down to again how you choose to interpret certain texts um whether you're proof texting certain um texts to make them mean something that you know that they may or may not mean in context and in the greater picture of the story of God and, and his relationship with us throughout, um, history. So, so what I would say would be a better, it would be better to go to someone and ask, how do you see God working in this situation? You know, how do you interpret the scripture that says this rather than you messed up because scripture says this. So kind of asking and letting someone do the work without feeling like you have to do the work for them just generates more conversation and trust rather than um, this power dynamic that makes someone bend to someone's will. Yeah. Yeah. I um, just from my experiences with people, when I, if, if I've ever, or I see people saying, Hey, like, this is what you're supposed to do. I oftentimes I'll see people being like, Hey, you know, I don't want to be controlled. I feel controlled when you just tell me what to do. Therefore I'm going to do the opposite of what you just said whether that has any like logical um or like actually has any truth to it i don't care i'm just going to do the opposite because i'm not going to be controlled and that that's just the very first thing that came to mind there Um, i mean certainly in systems and developmentally in in family systems and individuals you know the that rebellious independent um nature can show up in (laughs) in lots of different ways Mm. um but i think that that's that often can be a time of someone gaining independence if if you're if they're allowed to do that in a safe way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And of course, in a lot of these situations, there isn't much dependence at all or independence at all. And yeah, exactly. We... And and in those systems that engage in that kind of church discipline, that is a swooping in and saying you're out of line with what we say is right is much more about power and control than about community Hmm. and allowing a space to struggle and be vulnerable and that kind of thing. Hmm. So yes, that's not usually a system that's going to allow a lot of independence if they're already engaging in that kind of church. Yeah. Yeah, sure. 